And welcome back to a new episode of PS Podcast. I'm your host, Reg Thomas. This is episode 11. I wanted to, at the 10 episodes, nine interviews, I wanted to take a little break to check in with the listeners, let you know what I think of the show so far. I think the show's good. I, I like the show a lot so far. I love my podcast so far. I'm very happy about it. I will say this. One note to the host. Maybe, fall, maybe you know, ease back on all the N-words. Not, you know, just a little note to myself. Listening back to the couple of the episodes, I was like, wow, I'm really letting them fly. And I, that's cool, but you know. And uh, I realized I was nervous those first couple of episodes. Like, I couldn't look into the camera at first. So, you know, as time has gotten, as time has passed, I've gotten more comfortable doing it. So, I think the show will continue to grow and get better. So, thank you guys for listening so far. For this episode, I just wanted to check it with you guys, go over some new material, some new thoughts that have been in my mind, and, you know, just vibe with you guys. So, I'm very... So, right now, I'm caught up in this TV show, Euphoria. It's one of the few shows I'm watching. I think this was episode four of season two. Uh, one of the main characters... Like, he's a... This guy... And this character, he's, he's a tertiary character. He doesn't really mean much, but, like, he's he's big, but he's not. He's not the main character of the show. He's the father of one of the kids in the show. And he's been living a double life. His name is Cal something. What is this guy's last name? Cal something. But Cal has been like having affairs with women, men, and trans people behind his wife's back for years. <laughs> Over the last two episodes, you find out that Cal, when he was young, fell in love with his young with his best friend who was a dude. And he had a dream that like they made out at a gay bar. And like it's a whole scene. It's a whole episode dedicated to Cal and his background. And in this current episode, Cal is at a point in his life where he has lost it. He is completely over living a double life. Like he's a what happens was in the first episode, he falls in love with his homeboy. And he's like, yo, I realize that, like, you know, he kind of wakes up from a dream that he has about his homeboy. And he's kind of like, yo, I'm in love with my homeboy. And then right at that moment, he gets a phone call from his girlfriend. Because, you know, sexuality is a spectrum. It grows. You know, one minute you think you straight. And, you know, you going through it and you realize you had you attracted to all sorts of people. So, Cal has a girlfriend while he's a teenager. I'm going to be more correct. So, long story short, Cal finds out that his girlfriend's pregnant. And he has to be a father. So, now he's not even allowed to explore these feelings he has for his best friend because he has to go be a dad. And so now we're 20 years later. Cal's a pop, so two guys. He's been married to his girl for forever. And he's just, but he's been having these affairs. And in this current episode, he loses it and just like is sick of living a double life and confesses that he basically comes out the closet to his wife and his family. He's drunk. He goes back to the same gay bar that he had the dream about where him and his homeboy were making out. He has like a whole escapade, gets kicked out the bar, comes home drunk, and pisses all over the foyer of the house and has a whole monologue with his dick out to his family. And, like, he ends it on, like, I fuck what I kill. This is who I am. I've been fucking people, like, men, women, and whoever for years. And this is who I am. And I don't relate to none of that he he was going through. But I do relate to as a as a guy who, uh, who used to be a cheater. The idea of getting tired of living a double life, it really resonated with me. Like, and this is not a likable character. This character in the TV show has been trashed the entire show. But, like, as a guy who, who like, used to not be shit, I kind of resonate with him because I was like, damn. Homie just been wanting to openly fuck whoever he want to fuck for forever, but he's been doing it secretly. And it just, that whole living a double life thing, man, it's just, it goes, it, it, it resonated with me because 
for me, with as much as I love my career, it's just, uh, I feel like my success or successful things happen to me best whenever my mindset and my actions and my words are all on tune. So if I say I'm going to do something, if I think I'm going to do something, I do it and I go, you know, I go complete it. But like when you say you want to do something or you want to be doing something, but you don't do it because you live in a double life and you can't really be everywhere at one. Like, you know, like you just lying. You just a double life just is you lying constantly about your whereabouts when you're doing other things that you shouldn't be doing. And it made me think about my pops. My pops, when he was a young man, used to be a player. He used to have mad women. And between, in between my mom and his first wife, he had another lady who he had a little situation with. And one day he went to go pick up my oldest sister. He hadn't gone to see my other siblings for months. My oldest sister hadn't seen my father in months. And he goes, I'm going to take you to this little boy house. Y'all could go play. He got games and stuff. My sister's young. She don't know that the little boy is just the son of a chick that my father's messing with. So my sister is just like a daddy's girl. She's excited to be out with her father. And like the little boy is just like, you know, he's just breaking it down to my sister. He don't even know he's breaking my sister's heart. He like, yeah, your pops, super cool. He comes here all the time. He plays with me every day. <laughs> my sister was like, huh? My sister's like 40-something and it still remembers that. And I just be thinking about that type of stuff like... As a Haitian guy, they always have like these rumors that Haitians always have secret families and West Indian dudes always doing all type of slackness. And I'm not here to like agree with it or not, but like that whole living a double life stuff, like that stuff, like that whole like living on top of lies, on top of lies to maintain like whatever image you think you should be maintaining is so stressful. Oh no, I've just been thinking about that. That episode happened like this is a TV show for teenagers. And I was over here like, yo, this old dude lost his mind. Left his whole family and everybody. He was like, "Yo, I'm out. This is what I. This is who I am." And it just made me think, like, damn, like, you get like a lot of dudes. I want to feel like getting their own way. Like, you know how many people like live double lives? Like, I'm sitting here thinking about that. Like, so many people live double lives. It is a stressful existence. I don't, I don't know. A double life. What if you live a quadruple life? Quadruple. What does a quadruple life look like? It's like, all right, on the layer, you're an accountant, but at nighttime, you're a bartender. And I don't know, on the weekends, you like a you like a dominatrix. But then again, like I like, you know, like I feel like that's just compartmentalizing. And I and like as a dude who used to like juggle women, I feel like that's something that's easy to do, but it could catch up to you. Because I don't know. I feel like when you live a double life, it's like, you know, both of these lives are growing and like, you you know, like your identity and these lives are real. Like, you know, the one people to one group of people, you might be a father figure and like the leader of a house and on another group of people, you might just be someone who, y'all, you know, y'all just messing around and hanging out. But like as time grows, all that stuff grows and like those universes, those worlds are going to collide one time. I don't know. It was interesting. But it just made me feel like, for me, I just got to be more on point. Like, you know, doing this podcast is exciting. Being on the road is exciting. But, you know, as I go, as I grow and I take it up a step, like, it just demands more sacrifices and more discipline out of me. And it's just like, you know, you start to realize what I can and can't have in order to be as successful as I want to be. Well, those are the things I've been thinking about. Let's go over some jokes that uh, um, are in the baby and the baby steps of being something worth telling to an audience. I've been doing this uh, this joke about 
portrayals, like how people get portrayed in the media. And it's like, you know, like a white girl goes missing and they find the nicest picture of her. A black dude gets arrested. They find a picture with him and like 18 guns. It's like, where'd you even find this photo? But like the one, like one particular group of people who I've been trying to focus on because I'm black. So I always talk about black stuff are black cops, black police officers. I don't understand it. Like they get like a wild rep. Like in the media, black cops get portrayed like the best person I could think of is uh, Terry Crews on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, like a muscle bound goofball who's like dancing and full of like lighthearted. And it's like, absolutely not. Like, I wish black cops were that cool. Like, black cops are more like, freeze, nigga, I know what you up to. <laughs> black cops remind me of the first time you got in trouble in school and they had like a black counselor come and talk to you. And he's like, hey, man, I was your age one day. I know all the tricks. And let me tell you something. You're not going to win. All right. It's not going to happen. Fucking hate black cops. Black cops, like, and that's why I don't like our vice president, because she's a black cop. <laughs> But that's another thing I think about her. Like, to be a black person that makes it in government and in, uh, like, when you subscribe to the ethos of, like, what it means to be black, where you think it's, like, you know, it's black people against the world. Like, to be, when you subscribe to that type of ethos and that type of mindset, it'll it'll blow your head trying to understand how other, how other black people who have found success in the world got there, right? So, like, as a black person, you know, like, or not as a black person, like, as a person who subscribes to that train of thought that I was trying to describe, it's like, it's like, you a black cop, you, how you, how you a traitor to us? How you against us? And it's like, they might not be against you. They just, they pro them. They just trying to get it and like, you know, move up in the world. But on the same flip side, while they might not be against black people, if you're going to be a cop, you're going to have to arrest a couple. <laughs> if you're going to be a good cop, you're going to end up relocking a couple niggas. You're going to like, even, rightfully so or not, like you're going to end up arresting a lot of black people. And like for our vice president to get where she got, She's the vice president. She started off as like in law enforcement and worked her way up. Not only did she have to work her way up, she really had to bust her ass to get where she was at. In the middle of her career, she got caught having an affair and still became vice president. You know how I many more extra niggas she had to lock up to get past the affair scandal? She was like, yo, look, I understand. I fucked someone who wasn't my husband, but I have been locking black men up since 88. <laughs> like she, She's like, I am out here doing Jordan numbers on niggas, okay? I am with y'all. Forgive my my affair and let me get this job. Like I think about that type of stuff. Like black people who really go far in life, really. Like black people have this thing where it's like you hear, oh, he's the first black guy, whoever. And we'd be like, yay. And then you meet him and he's nothing like any nigga, like any black. Like I gotta stop saying nigga. He's nothing like any black dude you would hope he would be like, right? You know, it's like, like who was the guy who was, uh, not Sherman Kane, but it was that black dude who like, He's a neurosurgeon, but he sounds kind of slow. What's his name? Ben Carson. You hear about Ben Carson? Like, yo, I used to talk so much shit about Ben Carson. And then I went to the Black Museum. I didn't know Ben Carson was really the man at brain surgery. Like, he is really that guy. Like, he, like, Ben Carson's, like, medical jacket is hanging in a museum currently today. Like, he was, like, his hands are, like, a gift from God. And I and like I just remember talking like just talking so much shit about him because I just didn't agree with his views or how or how he spoke in public. It's an interesting crossroads on like how to celebrate black excellence. I guess that's what it is. You could celebrate black excellence, but black excellence doesn't necessarily mean the, the best interests of black people or like what you or what I might perceive are the best interests of black people. And this is a real interesting like thing to deal with. Cause ben Carson was wild. Boy, is he a genius. Who are some other black people who be wanting? What's the guy in Arizona? 
sheriff something. There's a sheriff, some black sheriff. He all he do is lock up Mexicans. He could run for some like office one day. Like he'll be governor of Arizona one day. He he like he like he half he like half a million in on Mexicans. He get that other quarter million in. He gonna be the governor. He gonna be like yo, I done put so many of these niggas in, so many of these people in cages. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get these n words together, guys. Promise. So black cops, that's the one joke I'm working on. Like black cops put the handcuffs on you extra hard. <laughs> and black cops always want to talk extra tough to you when they got you handcuffed. They like, yeah, what up? I'll beat your ass right now. It's like, hey man, first off, you was never eat you always said your ass. Now I'm locked up as your ass. Like, get away from me. Black cops are just herbs. Like, I just remember them being herbs, and that's what that's gonna stay at. Well, guys, this these I'll be back with some more uh, words of advice for y'all in a little bit, but this has been an episode of uh, PS, a podcast. I'm your host, Reg Thomas. Y'all hold it down. Thank y'all. This is episode 11. (laughs)